Hey everyone, welcome to the Canine Culture Podcast, where we talk about everything dog. Q and A's with veterinarian professionals, rescue operators, everyday topics. We cover everything dog on this podcast. So make sure you subscribe to the Canine Culture Podcast on your favorite podcast platform, and make sure you're following us on social media on both Instagram and Facebook. Thanks again for listening. Now here's that next episode. Hey everyone, welcome to the Canine Culture Podcast. This is your host, Brittany. And today we have a special guest. Her name is Amy and she is from Forever Home Beagle Rescue. So welcome to the show, Amy. How are you? Hi, thanks. I'm good. How are you? Good. So tell everyone a little bit about yourself and what you do. Sure. Um, well, uh, so Forever Home Beagle Rescue, we're in Pittsburgh, PA. And um, of course, I have a, a normal job, normal day job, but um, rescue, it's kind of like the other full-time job that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so um, my best friend and I, we kind of, uh, we run this rescue in Pittsburgh. And yeah, it's a big part of our everyday. <laughs> Yeah, it seems that everyone involved in rescue work also has another full-time job because I've said this before and I'll say it a hundred more times, rescue work doesn't pay. So if you are doing any kind of rescue work, you're essentially working more than one full-time job. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> so tell us exactly what the rescue does, how you guys kind of operate, um, and also like how it got started. Sure. Well, so I started rescuing back probably around 2010, 2011 in um, my hometown of Huntington, West Virginia. Oh, that's where I'm from. No way. Yeah. Yeah. That's where (laughs) I'm from. That's crazy. (laughs) That is very crazy. Um, (laughs) So I started working in rescue um, or started doing rescue back then. And um, about a year or so later, I met Julie, who is the founder. Her and her husband founded our rescue in 2007. So I met her um, while we were looking for uh, beagle rescues to take some of our hounds. And we just kind of clicked, kind of, um, you know, just we started working together and I started sending her way too many beagles. And and, um, we became really good friends. And, um, And then some, you know, some things happened and I ended up moving up here to Pittsburgh. So um, now we are just, you know, now we're both here doing this all the time. So we we do take dogs. All of most of our our beagles come from rural shelters in West Virginia, Kentucky, and Ohio. Those are some of the biggest states. And we take a few um, from other other states sometimes too, especially the southern states. Yeah, Pittsburgh loves their beagles. Sometimes we help out hounds when we can, um, but and we also will help any other dogs that we can help. But um, we've always been a beagle rescue um, because when Julie started the rescue, I guess it's kind of the culture that you were more respected if you were a breed rescue. So, um, and beagles, that was her first, the first um, type of dog that she got. So her dog um, is the one who kind of started our rescue. Yeah. So I've actually seen a little bit of a resurgence of beagle rescues. And I think, so where you're located, it seems like a lot of those beagles maybe 
they weren't good at their job. You know, they were meant to be working dogs or hunting dogs and either they weren't good at it or they kind of ran their course and people dump them or get rid of them or get a, a younger one. And then it seems like the the flip side of Beagle Rescue, uh, I think what we're seeing a lot right now is from testing facilities, like different uh, makeup companies and just different companies that have been testing on these animals and kind of that bigger push to, to get away from that animal testing. So do you guys ever get any of the beagles that have been exposed to the animal testing? Um, I don't think that we ever have actually. A lot of times when they're doing, like with the last, with the Ambigo Beagles that they just, um, well, you know, it was in the news and it was a really big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, most of those went to larger um, humane societies, um, not as many small rescues. Uh, okay. So I think it was just easier for them to, okay, this shelter can take 10 Beagles and, you know, because they had so many Beagles. And we have, we've taken one from Korea. <laughs> Oh, but, okay. Um, yeah, we've never taken any, um, to my knowledge, that were test, um, were from the testing facilities. But yes, like you said, most of our beagles come from the rural areas where they are used and um, as hunting beagles and are just bred, like you know, so much. And mm-hmm. there's just so many. And if they don't hunt, yeah, um, they they often will get dumped um, in a, in another area. And then turn up as a stray or, um, you know, at the shelter. So, and that's one thing. Our beagles, they are all um, house beagles. They are couch potatoes. (laughs) And if they want to hunt some rabbits, that's cool. But no, all of our, our beagles are just to be loved family members. Right. So tell us a little bit, what does your day-to-day look like? having um different animals in the rescue and and how many dogs do you guys have right now in the rescue i'm trying to think um so we are a smaller rescue and but our numbers kind of ebb and flow with um just sometimes depending on what's going on and what's going on in our lives what's going on with um you know whether or not it's the holidays or it's summer stuff like that but um so we do have um, currently a couple of puppies that we actually got from a flea market, <laughs> being sold mm-hmm. at a flea market. Um, and we have, I have seen those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were so small, but they're doing great. And um, we do have at least a handful of other dogs that are currently available. We also have um, what we call forever fosters. Those are typically older beagles. Or those with maybe a medical condition that um, might make it difficult to adopt out. So we do have um, several of those. And so the good thing is we just need a foster and we take care of their bills forever. So we just have to find somebody who will love them until, you know, the end of their life. So that's currently what we have. But day to day, it's a lot of emailing. Uh, we are either emailing with uh, adopters, fosters, or um, shelters, or, you know, we do also get owner surrenders. So it's a lot of emailing. And then we, we, uh, we don't have a facility. We are foster based completely. 
So we are always dying for fosters, but we um, we do talk with our fosters a lot. And um, outside of that, we're arranging transports or um, vet vet um, visits or uh, doing some administrative stuff. So it's a little bit of you know the fun part of of getting to play with the dogs, but then we have all of the other uh, administrative stuff that has to happen on the on the other end. So it's you're always doing something, right? Every day. Always, always something <laughs> so, new. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I've definitely seen uh, lately with all of the rescues I've been interviewing, the foster-based model seems to be, for the most part, um, even some of the rescues that have been around longer, like you guys have been around for quite some time, and that seems to be the trend is foster-based, which makes sense. I mean, having a facility, you've got you've got to worry about having people staffing it. You've got to worry about, of course, you know, paying for the cost of the facility. So that, that definitely makes sense. And if someone wants to foster for you guys, can they apply on your website to be a foster? Oh yes, of course. Um, We have um, our applications on our website. It's rescueabeagle.org. That's a cute, um, that's a cute name. I like that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But yeah. um, Fosters. I mean, sometimes we wish we had the space that shelters do, but mm-hmm. um, being small, being foster-based, we have a really good hands-on, um, we can be really hands-on. We we take dogs that other shelters and rescues might not, especially behavioral. Just because a dog has bitten doesn't mean we won't take them. Um, Julie is really good at behavior, behavioral and uh, training. So um, she kind of gets to do that. Uh, she gets that job whenever we get a dog like that. And then, so let's talk a little bit about the adoption process, because if you guys have puppies, I feel like those are the first to go. So um, what does that adoption process look like? Can they start the um, adoption paperwork on your website? Yeah, they can. Our adoption process, um, we do have a pretty lengthy application. We are really quite picky with our with our homes we pride ourselves on only finding the best homes for our dogs and we kind of have a family um that once you have adopted from us we everyone's kind of connected on social media now so uh, you know i'll see a dog on there that we adopted 10 years ago and it's just a really good feeling but yeah so they can start the adoption process on our website we will usually you know We'll talk with them, make sure that they sound like a good fit. If there's any, you know, if the dog has any specific issues, we will, of course, talk with them about that to make sure that's okay um, and that it will be a good fit. And um, we also require a home visit. So we we like to know where our dogs are going to be living. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we're pretty hands-on. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, it makes sense. You've, you've got to be picky at that point and make sure you get the right owner, someone who's not going to just tie up the dog in the backyard and just leave them on a chain. So it makes perfect sense. Exactly. So, so in addition to, I mean, you guys probably always need fosters. You of course need people to adopt. Do you guys have any other needs right now? But yeah, besides fosters, like you said, um, our biggest need will always be money. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have some pretty expensive dogs in our care. And um, 
we like we also like to be able to step up for those dogs who um, you know who need it. So that just that means that we need donations. So yeah, money is always our our other biggest need. And can people donate on the website as well? Yeah, they can. There is a donate button that lets you just you know donate right through the website. Awesome. Uh, do you guys have any upcoming events or fundraisers? And I saw you guys have done some different stuff in the past. I don't know if you have anything planned for the rest of 2022 or 2023, but anything coming up? Um, well, right now we have a couple of volunteers who have been helping uh, try to organize a um, Santa photo. We're trying to organize a fundraiser um, with the Santa Claus. And so that you can bring your dog to um, have their photo taken with Santa Claus. And so we're, we're working on that right now. And um, every year, usually March, we, um, we participate in the Pittsburgh Police's um, annual Biscuits Bingo. So it's a really big fundraiser. It, that's where we, we usually make the most money. And um, it's several rescues and shelters that come together. And um, it's a good time. It's a long day, but we, you know, it's definitely worth it. So that's, that's what, those are our biggest fundraisers that are upcoming right now. Okay. And then where can people find you guys on social media? Um, well, so of course we're on Facebook. Um, you just, you can just type in uh, forever home beagle rescue. And then we also have an Instagram. It's um, at forever home beagles. All right, Amy. Well, thank you so much for teaching us a little bit about the rescue and for all the listeners, uh, make sure you check them out on social media, give them a follow and donate if you can. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for tuning into the canine culture podcast. Please make sure you subscribe to the canine culture podcast on your favorite podcast platform and make sure you're following us on social media. If you have any recommendations, any topics that you'd like to hear, if you know of any guests that would be good for the show, or if you yourself want to be a guest, please reach out to us. Send us an email at canineculturepodcast at gmail.com or send us a direct message on social media. Thank you for listening and please share this with any of your dog loving friends.